Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 16th day of June, and the year of our Lord, 2023. I will be talking about the criminal indictment of Donald Trump in Miami. Earlier this week, I wish I didn't have to talk about it, but I do, because it happened, and because it is the most important story of this week, primarily. I want to talk about the statement of Prosecutor Jack Smith, He made about the indictment to justify his actions and why that statement is all wrong. I'm going to approach this story differently from the Soros prosecution because it is a federal prosecution and the real issue is what is happening to our country, what this means for our country because of the obvious weaponization of the Department of Justice to attack a political opponent. When I was in law school, I was taught that it is highly unethical in a disciplinary offense for a lawyer in a civil case to threaten a criminal prosecution, criminal charges, to intimidate his opponent, thus sweetening his civil amount. Here we have a case where the entire power of the politicians, bureaucrats, other apparatchiks of the deep state could not win fairly at the polls, so they decided to use their immense power in a criminal way. This use of the Department of Justice to prosecute and possibly take away freedom from a political opponent reflects on all of us. Trump's right when he says they're out to get me, but they're really coming for you. I'm just in the way. Whether or not Trump was just pontificating about that, this misuse of what used to be justice but is now just a weapon is a threat to all of us. If I could get only one thing across In this report, it would be that whatever side of the political divide you're on, this is a threat to all of us. It is a serious threat to the whole system. Whether Donald Trump may have committed some jot and tittle violation of some records law is irrelevant to what is really happening. Jack Smith, the federal prosecutor in Miami, made the following statement about the indictment. Quote, our nation's commitment to the rule of law sets an example for the world. We have one set of laws in this country. They apply to everyone, end quote. That statement puts Mr. Smith in the category of blatant liar or ignorant fool. But still, he said it with a straight face. With his background in education, I seriously doubt he's ignorant. He does have a history of prosecuting political opponents criminally on his interpretation of an obscure statute. He was reversed nine to nothing by the U.S. Supreme Court for his pursuit of the governor of Virginia. Let me give you a short list of how Mr. Smith is very wrong about the rule of law in America. The obvious problem with Mr. Smith's assertion is that the whole world can clearly see how the deep state has sought to influence elections by using the law criminally against Donald Trump. Thanks to the Durham report, we know that prosecution of Trump started even before he was elected president. The Hillary Clinton campaign, with the full knowledge of Ms. Clinton and then-President Barack Obama, invented a pack of lies in an effort to steal the 2016 presidential election. No one has been prosecuted, never will be prosecuted, for this offense against the American people and against Mr. Trump. Their plan was to portray Trump as Russian agent, thus deny him and the American people the office of president. It didn't work. But being totally corrupt people, they weaponized the FBI, the CIA, all the other alphabet agencies under their control. Law enforcement at the highest level was corrupted 
and used as a weapon against a political opponent. They use false information, complete lies, manufactured by the corrupt FBI to spy on Trump and his campaign staff. All that had to be terribly damaging and distracting to candidate Trump. But it still wasn't enough. He was elected. They impeached him with false charges based on complete lies by their very corrupt law enforcement and their even more corrupt Department of Justice. They charged him with using foreign government agents to help him with his 2020 re-election bid. They used a spy named Alexander Vindman, a National Security Council staffer, to bug and listen in on his phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky. Then they made up false charges and lies, accusations based on that call. Dr. Ron Paul, long-term former member of Congress, one of the most honorable and decent men to ever serve in Congress, has an interesting theory about the Zelensky call. With his contacts in Congress and the Senate after so many years there, his opinion is more than likely, more than just theory. Quote, Democrats were furious that Trump was less than enthusiastic about their plans to use Ukraine as a proxy to go to war with Russia. Vindman, though an active-duty U.S. military officer, was of Ukrainian background and was loyal to the country of his origin rather than the country of his citizenship. He also openly defied the military chain of command and his commander-in-chief, Trump, Trump's lack of enthusiasm for their Project Ukraine infuriated Vindman, and he sought his revenge against the U.S. president. End quote. They didn't stop there. Not just because that didn't totally work either. They sent the FBI to infiltrate and incite the January 6th insurrection. Then brought impeachment charges against him for that. The January 6th incident has all the earmarks of a false flag action, but the result has been the holding of hundreds of political prisoners in solitary confinement under false accusations that they tried to overthrow the U.S. government. Many of those prisoners have been, now been sentenced to long terms in prison by the totally corrupt Washington, D.C. U.S. Department of Injustice and its prosecutors and juries. Despite all this, despite all they've done to him, he was still growing in popularity as poll numbers increased with each new corrupt prosecution. He got stronger. His supporters grew more and more angry. So right at this moment, poll numbers indicate that Joe Biden is so unpopular that Trump would easily defeat him in a fair election. That just can't be allowed to happen. So the weaponized, corrupt U.S. Department of Justice obtained a criminal indictment against him after the totally corrupt FBI raided his home to gather documents. The arraignment of former President Donald Trump, as well as his motorcade, to the courthouse came off without incident, despite dire warnings from the hideously corrupt and controlled U.S. media that perhaps one million people would protest there was no, quote, insurrection in Miami. I guess I can only surmise the FBI was so busy fabricating evidence against him that it had no agent provocateurs to send in time to instigate a rebellion. Could all this, we're going to get him one way or another, coming at this exact time, have another, perhaps even more sinister motive. You have probably heard that the House Oversight Committee is investigating allegations of corruption in the Biden administration now, and when he was vice president under President Obama, 
It seems that in exchange for canceling the vote to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress, a credible FBI confidential informant leaked information to Congress about bribes paid to the Bidens from Ukraine. Mr. Ray should have been held in contempt. He should have been sentenced to jail just as Steve Bannon was when he worked for Donald Trump. But there goes that pesky two-sided law again. The documents reportedly revealed that the Bidens each got $5 million in 2015 and 16. The money paid to Hunter and Joe for Joe's influence in getting a Ukrainian prosecutor fired. Joe later bragged on video to the Council on Foreign Relations, which I believe is still available on YouTube, that he withheld $1 billion in USA to Ukraine until the prosecutor was fired. Mr. Poroshenko was then president of Ukraine, and he eventually fired prosecutor Viktor Shokin. Perhaps, perhaps Mr. Shokin, the only honest man in the entire deal, various members of Congress say they have seen the documents and believe them to be credible and trustworthy. In addition, the Ukrainian. Mr. Poroshenko, who allegedly paid the bribes, recorded the transaction. He recorded it, folks, for, quote, insurance purposes. I'd like to hear those recordings, wouldn't you? Maybe, maybe someday. The prosecutor was investigating corruption involving a Ukrainian gas company called Burisma for its attempts to purchase an unnamed U.S. oil and gas company. Burisma hired Hunter Biden at a cost of $1 million per year, the company also hired the sons of Mitt Romney and Nancy Pelosi to help grease the wheels of the transaction. None of those hired by Burisma had any experience in oil and gas, only in, in selling influence. The FBI informant reportedly went on to name other bribes paid by Romania and Communist China to the Bidens. So you see, Mr. Smith, in reference to your statement about the indictment of Donald Trump, the rule of law contrary to your statement, no longer exists as a standard in America. The standard has shifted. It is now one of graft and corruption for which there is no sanction for those members of the global ruling elite. But anyone who doesn't play their game, who is not on their side, is subject to arrest and prosecution. All with the most noble motives, of course. You've heard of the October surprise. You've heard of that, Mr. Smith, in which a president behind in the polls does something like start a war to help his re-election chances. Could this June surprise be designed to help distract from a congressional investigation into what comes at least close to treason? So the great divide in America continues. It gets worse. Trump supporters see what has happened in Miami. They hear the pontificating words of the very corrupt Justice Department, and it fills them with rage. I've never been a Trump supporter, personally, but I will admit I am filled with rage at what this administration is doing to my country, and to him it is enough to make me hope Donald Trump is elected just to witness the investigation he would begin against the very corrupt, very evil enemies of America, domestically speaking, of course, a, de a Democrat president's willingness to weaponize the Justice Department against a political opponent is Exhibit 1 that this divide is more than just imaginary. No former president has ever faced criminal charges, and there are good and proper reasons for that. It's not because they were perfect in office, angelic creatures once they left office. No, it's rather because we once understood the value of this country and that its idea was perishing and fragile. 
the generations of past understood that there had to be limits on the use of government power. But this group of Democrats is different, folks. They are so good, so pure, so righteous. Anything they do can be justified. That attitude has resulted in total depravity. The government is totally depraved from law enforcement to justice. Political opponents can be canceled or shut up or, if necessary, locked up. History was made in Miami the other day, folks. History was made, but it is the kind of history that is dangerous. Millions are angry. Millions are resentful. They feel left out, shut out of the system they pay taxes into. Some devote their lives to serving that system. The anger, mistrust of the system is boiling under the surface right now. How much longer will it be under the surface? Is politically motivated violence in our near future because millions see no other way, because their votes no longer count? I pray that's not the case, folks, but time will tell. Finally, folks, finally, the flashing of transgender breasts on the White House lawn after he or she met with the president, the rainbow flag flying on equal level with the stars and stripes to the prosecution of Donald Trump, all signal a growing level of depravity in government. They also signal a demand that ordinary people surrender. Bend your knee to the forces of a degenerate evil, but at least in the minds of many ordinary people, Donald Trump is still their persecuted champion. They won't forget that. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle.